1: This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 57, as I am ripping another solo pod. Uh, Andy, I texted him earlier, MIA. Uh, It's all good. Hopefully he is okay and everything is good. I know he had a big gig last night, uh, so he might still be recovering from that. But anyway, it's, it's, listen... For New York Ranger fans, this is just, you know, obviously the toughest part of the season, watching, you know, especially teams like New Jersey, Carolina play while we're, uh, you know, summer vacation has started for us fans. We'll get around to obviously the speculation of next year in terms of the team, but obviously the news of Gerard Gallant getting released on Mutual agreeing That they both should part ways. Uh, That's bullshit. uh, In case anybody is still believing in that. Uh, Drury fired him because he was unable to accomplish the mission. And that was to get to the Stanley Cup, if not win the Stanley Cup. And like I said before, if you are going to collapse the way the New York Rangers did, someone is going to pay the price. And when you have a team full of NMC's, the only person that could pay that price is the coach. Now, like I said a million times before, and I think all Ranger fans agree, that it wasn't just one particular person um, when it comes to blame of this epic collapse it was, and I say epic, and you might, may disagree and say, listen, they, they went with a very good team to game seven, but he, here's the truth. Look at this core. Look at this team. There There was nothing other than winning that had to be done, and when you look at the way we played all series long, it was pathetic. It was a collapse. If you look at this season, it was a collapse because guess what? the narrative that they were saving gas in the tank is false they didn't show up in the playoffs for essentially 3 games and that cost them the series they didn't show up for an overtime game and i'm talking offensively defensively they they were all right they're fine but you know overall you got to put the puck in the net and that comes with possession it comes with grit it comes with you know uh a game plan it comes with mucking it up it comes with luck it comes with uh, you know every possible thing that you could think of in order to win a playoff hockey game is what you have to do especially on the offensive side of the puck now you know again to go back to gerard gallant and his firing i mean what what did you expect i mean you could not possibly bring this guy back and there are certain you know uh certain elements of this team that definitely was affected by coaching. And I think every Ranger fan was frustrated by Gallant basically ignoring the fact that we don't have a game plan. Um, Just him basically commenting on how much he loves the effort and I'm sorry, but you know, you know, effort without a game plan is, is nothing. Like you're, you're not going to be able to win hockey games that way. And to be honest, we didn't even have effort. He was just making that shit up. Uh, You know, I'm sure some of the players love them during the regular season when he didn't judge them on how they played. He kind of let them, you know, figure it out on their own. And that's fine during the regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs and, you know, coaching in the playoffs, you have to have a game plan for your opponent. It's not a one and done game where, you know, you have a, a game versus New Jersey. And then the next night you may have to fly to Buffalo and play the Sabres. That that shit, you don't game plan. For individual teams, you might discuss some things that you want to do, but overall, the the game plan going into one regular season game compared to a series is completely different. And he failed to do that. He failed to do it against Pittsburgh last year, which is why it took us the Game Seven to beat a third string fucking goalie in Louis Domingue King Louis, and that's why it took us seven games to beat the Carolina Hurricanes because we did not have a game plan. Luckily, I thought the Hurricanes had a collapse, just like the Rangers. I mean, if you if you looked how that series went, the Rangers were able to win home games. And Carolina, all, all playoffs long, had trouble winning on the road. And, you know, they couldn't do it against the New York Rangers. Eventually, something had to give at home, and they lost the game at home. And they're a flawed team. But here we are galant is gone i think a lot of ranger fans are probably in support some are a little confused some you know are probably angry because none of the players are going to be held accountable and that's just the nature of the beast i mean yeah we're but the good thing is though they can't hurt us anymore we know this core are a bunch of losers we know that we're not going to win a stanley cup with artemi panarin making 11.6 million dollars it's just not going to happen So maybe we lower our expectations, because let's be honest here, there isn't there isn't a escape in terms of our roster, unless someone waves the no movement clause, which I don't see why they would do. We have a guy that scored zero goals and had two secondary assists through six games, uh, through all seven games actually, making fourteen point one percent of the cap. That's Artemi Panarin. It's just not going to work. Mika Zibanejad had to play like he did last year in the playoffs. Making over 10% of the cap. Not going to work this year. Chris Kreider. You can't show up for one or two games a series. You got to show up all seven. Making 8% of the cap. You know, Adam Fox, Truba. You're making almost 30% of the cap. Or I'm sorry, 20% of the cap. You got to show up. You got to get the job done. And I won't even touch goaltending because I don't think it's not even worth it. I mean, you know, Igor was spectacular. I think he was better than he was last year in the playoffs. And he struggled last year in the playoffs. It's okay. Shit happens. But when push games to shove, he, he improved his game. I think he's focused. I think he wants it the most out of anybody on this team. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's tough, man. It's, it's a tough, tough game. And... You know, I don't know who, I don't know who we're going to, you know, I don't know who we're going to replace Gallant with. I mean, obviously there's a bunch of, bunch of names getting thrown around. You know, I think some people think, well, how could you not have experience? How could you not bring experience? I don't know, man. These young coaches are impressive. You know, these younger, this young generation, they get the game. They understand the game. They, they know what it takes to, to win. And, you know, you can look at Hackstall in Seattle. Look at the roster he's been given. You can't tell me that guy in that generation doesn't subscribe to, the, you know, uh, the, to what it takes to win in this, in this league. He's done an excellent job making Seattle not the best roster in the playoffs, clearly making them sh- really shitty to play against, really tough to play against. And when you have skill mixed with the you know ability to be shitty to play against, you're gonna win playoff games. So you know, I and you know, I I you look at Bruce Boudreaux, you look at uh, Mike Babcock, uh, Quenville, you look at you know, God, you know, I I don't know, like all these older older generation, the people that are you know discussing names to replace um, Gallant. The game has passed those guys by. It has. You know, I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I, I want a younger, fresh face. I mean, look what Cooper's been able to do when he got, you know, the call up from, um, uh, I believe they're in Syracuse, to get called up from Tampa Bay. I mean, listen, it's not exactly the same, but you look at a Coach Knoblock down in the AHL, junior hockey experience, you know, Coach McDavid, you know, has AHL experience, has, you know, flipped this team from a six seed. Now they're going to the conference or uh, conference semifinals. You know, there, there, there are options out there, you know, and, you know, I think New York is so used to the sexy pick, the experienced guy, the, you know, Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame coach. That shit, it's not going to work anymore. You know, you had Elaine Vigneault. That was a failure. He was a player's coach. You know, you had Tortorella, old school guy, you know, in your face. That didn't work. Turned a lot of guys off. You know, you had, you know, Quinn, rookie head coach, not a ton of NHL experience. I think everybody knew that he was just the guinea pig to get us to another experienced coach. You know, he was a guy that maybe could be gentle with the young kids. You know, get them some playing time. Develop those guys. He served his purpose, but everyone knew he was in over his head. He got us through the rebuild. Thank you, Quinn. Don't want to see you again. And then we brought in uh, Gallant, who I loved him. I loved Gallant. I thought he was exactly what the New York Rangers needed, and he was. First-year head coach, taking his team to the conference semifinals. A banged-up team. But the problem is the makeup of this team, and you know this is also on Drury, is that we are soft. We are gutless. We are not competitors. That's not Gallant's fault. And I think Drury knows that there is a change needed. He can't change his roster. And if he does nothing, then the, the unsuccess is, is going to fall on him. He's gambling right now. For sure, he's gambling. But he gets rid of a coach who... Let's face it, you know, Florida got rid of them. Vegas got rid of them. And those were very good teams that he coached. But the problem is they're just never going to win the big game because there's no game plan. And it's tough. That's a style of coaching that, you know, those that older generation, you know, it's great during the regular season. But when it comes down to it, young coach who's eager, who's teaching speed, possession, who's teaching organized chaos, who's teaching guys to fill each lane like the New Jersey Devils do. And you could say that Lindy Ruff has done a good job with the Devils, but let's you know call a spade a spade. They were awful last year. Then they just so happened to bring in Brunette, who did a pretty damn good job with Florida, and they let him go. And then all of a sudden, the Devils figure it out. A lot of their players start to figure it out. Hate to say it, but maybe that's more of an assistant coach coming in and changing things up than it is Lindy Ruff allowing his team to explode offensively. You know, guys like Mercer. Hughes lighting it up. You know, Nico having a great year. You know, adding guys like Holla, Marino. You know, they added some bona fide NHL hockey players. They are not the team from last year, but they changed it. They brought in new assistants. And, you know, they brought in some bona fide NHL players and their young players are are figuring this shit out. Kind of wish our guys did that. But it just seems like anytime I think we've taken a step forward, we take about four steps back. And right now I think we're at square one, which is why I don't necessarily think you know, an experienced guy is going to be the guy. I think it's going to be someone who can take on the challenge of developing these kids, teach structure and discipline and speed, you know, to play with a purpose with these older guys without agitating them to a point where they start to quit on the locker room, you know, um, yeah, it's just uh, it, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what Drury has in mind. He said that he is going to do his due diligence, and this this isn't going to be a quick process. So you know, I, I just I don't know, man. I really don't know. I don't know what the next step is for the coaching. I you know I gave my opinion, but I can see the case where you want maybe don't if Jory doesn't want to gamble with a new face. In the NHL, I can see that being the problem too. But I think there's a huge difference between David Quinn and a guy like Knobloch, who is your AHL coach. You know, he's a familiar face. You know what he's about. You know the type of culture he can bring to a locker room. You know how he's going to handle being on an NHL bench. He had to do it a little bit uh, last year when um, COVID hit the New York Rangers. And I believed um, he had to fill in as the head coach. I believe it was four games. Uh, It could be less. But he's been behind the bench. He's a familiar face with a lot of these guys. He's certainly achieving great things with the AHL team. He's coached big names in juniors. He's familiar with guys like McDavid, Sorelli. I think he'd be a good pick. I think he's a good mix of everything you kind of mean. Now, the team also has to buy in. The team has to be willing to be a little bit more disciplined. They may have to reel in their own creativity, even though, Jesus, at times, I would be really embarrassed, you know, if I was on the Rangers to say, yeah, he kind of lets us do what we want. Because what you want to do, phew, Jesus, if that's what you want to do in game seven against the New Jersey Devils, you may want to rethink what you want to do and start listening to a fucking coach. Because it gets embarrassing real quick. And I thought this year, you know, maybe the Rangers' goal was just to make the playoffs. Let's not kill ourselves. Let's save the gas in the tank. Okay. Well guess what? The devils blew you out. You know, after the first two games, did anyone really feel like the Rangers were in that series? We we're desperately trying to clamor or hold on to that two two you know two nothing series win. Let's face it. With coffee starting at $5, even without
0: the customizations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point. So, you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options, and right now you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee they offer 2 years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks they offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping and they have over 50,000 five star reviews plus their earbuds have features such as earbud tap functions customizable sound profiles noise isolation awareness mode custom gel tips for the perfect most comfortable in ear fit crystal clear call quality water and sweat resistance and more go to buy raycon .com slash THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. You can check lines and odds for upcoming games at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and pick the bet that fits you best. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877 8 Hope, New York, or text Hope, New York. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus most in eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. It's
1: just. Again, you change the coach, you change the culture, you hope the team changes. But I'm looking at the genetics of this team and the makeup of this team. And their DNA just does not say tough, fast, physical, disciplined, structured. I'm going based off the last two years in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I see lethargic, I see slow, I see patient, I see, uh, you know, I see gutless, I see gutless, I see gutless. Yes, I said that three times because that's what they are. There's no killer instinct. There was a killer instinct, just a little bit, just a little tiny bit. The Rangers would have went up three at out Special teams, power play, uh, you know, God knows, you got to see what the team looks like next season. You know, I don't know if they bring Tarasenko back, Kane back, blah 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 blah. And I don't, and and you know, this whole thing, Kane might come back if you get Quenville. You will bring back the magic of the. Stop that shit! That shit never works. It never ever 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 works. It never works. So stop. I mean, Quenville should borderline not be coaching in the NHL. Why do we need to bring him to New York? Where that's the fucking narrative. Another distraction in the locker room. We got rid of Georgie. We got rid of Tony. Now we're going to bring in fucking Quenville? Another distraction? Oi ve. It's just it. None of this shit makes sense, you know. I, and to be honest, is Quenville is is he the right guy to bring these kids up to speed and teach them the NHL game? I, does he want to do that? I don't know. You know, it's it's just you know. I I don't. Again, it's it's tough. You know, a guy like Lavallette impressive record i think he's brought every team that he's ever coached to a stanley cup but the problem is like you that, that he no i'm done with him those guys are on their way out they're on the back nine you know and and for the love of god please i cannot i don't have the heart the guts the mental capacity to handle people saying Mark Messier. I just don't. It's not even like funny at this time. It's not. You know, it, it, and listen, there's going to be a lot of learning that we're going to have to do. You know, if you look right now, we have Panarin, zabenjad Kreider, Trocheck. you know, Pat, I mean, Patrick Kane is technically still on the roster. They all have no movement clauses. You know, we can possibly move Heedle, but we extended him. We can move Kako. But out of all the kids, he's probably the one I'd want to keep. There's promise there. I'd like to see him play close to 20 minutes a night. Lafreniere, I'd say goodbye. Unless he signs something so cheap, it, it hurts. Unless he gives you absolutely no reason with that contract to let go of him, I'd say see you later. Time to time to move on from him. I think it's almost a distraction to have him on the team of how bad he is. You know, defensive wise, but no movement clause. You're not going to move Fox, obviously. Lindgren, are you moving him at three million? I mean, the guy's a warrior. He's got guts. He doesn't quit. He won't get you know. Even if he does get injured, he'll play through it. Sucks, but. Maybe you have to start to, you know, look in and shop in Lindgren. Keandre Miller's going to need a contract. Like I said, he's a restricted free agent. Maybe send him packing with uh, one of the big boys if they waive their no movement clause. This way, you know, it helps brace the impact of uh, taking on that cap hit. Knowing that that team who received that player is not going to get much out of them. Other than a big, co- you know, big contract. You know, Miller, you know, I think he'll do well. He's just not going to be a playoff defenseman that everyone hoped. He's a bottom pairing defenseman as of now. You know, I, I don't think we're going to be bringing... I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring Tarasenko back. I wouldn't bring Kane back. You know, that relieves a little bit of cap space. People often forget that we have... All of the buyouts, where are the buyouts? Sorry, this is bad podcasting. Um, we have about three and a half million, I think, coming off the books in buyouts. So those are the goalies. Is it really not here anymore? Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, oh here it is, dead cap. Yeah, three point four million in dead cap coming off the books. Nice, fresh, clean dead cap until we have to buy out Panarin. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what this team does. You know, a lot of, a lot of questions. I think Drury has his handful. I think he's got to change the the makeup of this team. He's got to, you know, uh, figure shit out uh, in terms of what he's going to do with the bottom six. I mean I don't know, man. You had Gaudreau, you had Mott, you had VC. You know, VC is a guy that you're gonna have to keep for sure. Only making eight hundred K next year and the year after. But there's a guy that you can move up and down the lineup. Kind of like a little bit of an energy guy. So hopefully he has the season he has. Um you know, I I hate to say it, but you know, you you might have to bring up a guy like uh, Brzezinski. You know, fourth line center, a lot of energy, not going to accomplish a single thing other than be a, a roster guy, work his bag off, and, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, can round out your bottom uh, bottom line. Uh, Mikolo is, pro- is probably gone, 1.9 million def- defensemen. You know, I think he served his purpose, but he's got to go. Especially for a left, excuse me, a left-handed defensive lefty, you can find those. You know, you have Harper. Hopefully, he can like step up, making you know basically no money, seven hundred and eighty-seven point five thousand dollars next year. Basically, nothing to the cap. Gonna have to rely on players like that. Sucks, but so here we are. Here we are. You know, Truba. That's a tough contract, but we only have three more seasons with it. So, um, if there's one player that I think would waive it, he might be it. I know that sounds crazy, but he might be it. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm curious to see what you know Andy has to say about this team moving forward uh, without Gallant. I think you know if you look at um, the coaches available. I think there's certainly many options and avenues you can go down. So I think there's going to be a long process throughout the summer. I think Ranger fans need to be patient. Right now, I'm on the knoblock train. But I reserve the right to exit at any time. I'm sure someone will post some sort of stat where knoblock you know, every player that's been under knoblock has, you know, digressed in offensive production. By 85%. Someone will like make that case. And I'll me being the impulsive maniac. Ranger fan that I am. Will believe it. And jump right off that train. But. Yeah. I mean talk about what's happening around the NHL right now. Toronto up 1-0. Against the uh, Florida Panthers. Florida up 2-0. They're a bunch of gamers. It's going to be a good series. You know. Toronto, you know they're not going to get swept. Toronto's going to win one or two. They might tie this series up. I like Florida. I like them a lot. I like Toronto. I like, you know, their makeup. We'll see. We'll see what, you know, something has to give, and that's the beauty of the NHL playoffs. Devils, rebound. Big, big, big statement win, putting up eight goals after getting blown the bits in game one, blown the bits in game two. They bring it back home. They take care of fucking business. Timo Meyer gets one. Jack Hughes gets one. Michael McLeod, the Ranger killer, gets one. Nico gets his first. Luke Hughes in the lineup looks good. Looks really good. They win the special teams. Carolina goes 0 for 2 on the power play. Devils go 1 for 4. Listen. Say what you want about how stupid and impulsive and awful of a Ranger fan I am. You have to agree with me. In the playoffs, you win a special teams game, you're probably going to win that hockey game. And just another one that proves my point right here. Um, Carolina's flawed, but they work their bag off. They're structured. They can match the Devils' speed. It's going to be a good series. I like the Devils. I don't think it's as uneven as people thought going into this series. In favor of the Devils, believe it or not. you know, I, I think it's important that you know Vanacek gets his game established. You know, but you know it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a tough series. You know, I don't like either of these teams, so I don't really I'm not even like rooting for like Carolina because fuck Carolina, I'm so sick of them. I'm so sick of Carolina, and I'm sick of the Devils, but the Devils are like I'm. They weren't even a thought last year, and now all of a sudden they're just a thorn in my side. Wait till the summer going into next year when everyone's like, the Devils are going to win the my Cup, and then I'll hate them the most. Trust me, it'll get there, unless it's the Islanders. Um, yeah, so uh, that's where I am right now in terms of my emotion. Excuse me. <sighs> my emotions going into round two Dallas, uh, Seattle. I think that's gonna be a really good series. I'm rooting for Pavelski, obviously, but Seattle's a fun team to root for, man. A lot of hard workers on that team. You know, up and down that lineup. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they'll be able to capture Magic again, but game threes tonight at 9 30. Um, you know, in Seattle, pretty pretty impressive what they've done so far. I gotta give them a lot of credit. Dallas, I picked them to win the Stanley Cup this year in my NHL bracket. Um, you know, it was a very realistic bracket. I wasn't very confident with the Rangers, you know, <laughs> having to face Boston or anything or any team facing Boston. So I had to go with a sleeper pick in the West to pick the win to stay the cup. Uh, when I do brackets, I don't like to just pick my team to go all the way. Emotionally, that's what I want to happen. But obviously you got to be, you know, real with the bracket. and Not that anybody even pays attention to an NHL bracket, but it's fun to do. Um, and then you got Vegas-Edmonton. Man, Dry Drysdale-McDavid. It's their show, and we're all just watching. It's uh, got to be unbelievable being an Edmonton fan and being able to watch those two guys and root for them because they are no question the most dynamic two forwards that we've seen in a while on the same team. And that's including a and Crosby. That's including... You know, you know, I mean, there's there's not even like two names that you can even put together. Maybe Malcolm Crosby, Sadine Twins, Ooh, maybe. Not even close, in my opinion, that just dominate the league like they do. I, I can't even think of two in the history of the game. Lemieux, Yager, maybe. I don't even think they're on that level, Lemieux and Yager. I mean, McDavid's the best player to ever lace them up. And Dreisaitl's pretty damn close to that. But we'll see. We'll see. I think they they get by Vegas. I think they had one hiccup. I think they'll keep going. Power play's running at like 60%. It's a joke. But, uh, yeah. So, again, next time, Thursday, we'll be talking to you. Andy and I will be breaking down who we think will be the next Rangers coach. Talk about the makeup of this team. Um, We have a whole off season to go through, talk about the rest of the NHL playoffs. What's happening? Are the devils knocked out? Are they back in? Actually, no, they played, do they play two more times? I think they played two more times until our next podcast. They might have the day off. I don't know. Who knows? Um, So that's all I got for you. Uh, Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you with Andy on Thursday.
0: Thank you for listening to the Broadway boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.